Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, it's Simon here from Sterling Coaching and welcome to today's podcast episode in which we're going to talk some business tips and we're going to discuss some items about coffee as well. And I'm joined by an amazing guest who lives just outside of Chicago, Patricia. Hi Patricia, welcome to today's podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm glad to have you on it and excited to have you talk to the listeners today. Tell us a little bit about you and the business. So I am a salon owner and I have been in the beauty industry for 20 years. I have been a salon owner for eight years and I also have an education company for hairstylists to grow their business with hair extensions. And I'm also a coach. So those are all the things underneath my umbrella and I love every single one of them. Yeah. And, and that sounds like such a, an extensive week. How, how do you find the time to, to mix all that in? Is, you know, are, are some of them part-time roles, some full-time role? How, how do you find the time to mix all that up? So how I find time is finding amazing staff members that help me juggle and take on all the things <laughs> that I cannot do. So that is yeah. definitely the key to, to success. Well, we've got a friend who is here in the UK who uh, her passion is hair extensions. And that's, you know, she's reduced her salon time down to about two days a week doing general hair. And the rest of the, you know, the other three days a week, she's doing hair extensions. So I need to connect the two of you together. Definitely. That would be if amazing. You've got, if you've got some training, yeah. Uh, so thank you for, as I say, for, for being a guest. You know, I've got my cup of coffee here. I'm actually not, you know, listeners, you can't see where I am, but I'm actually in a I want to say a stranger's bedroom but that sounds so wrong because I'm actually at a client's uh, house and I was hoping to be home by now but I'm not so I'm I'm here and I'm I'm in somebody's bedroom I have no idea who belongs to uh, so yeah who who knew but tell us about the coffee you're drinking Patricia tell us uh, what it is that you've got in that flask that you have there and and why you're drinking that particular coffee So today I am drinking cold brew coffee from Trader Joe's. I love it. Trader Joe's? Yes. Do you guys have Trader Joe's? No. You're the first person ever to mention that particular, you know, is it a franchise, a local store? You know, tell us a little bit more about Trader Joe's. It's the best grocery store in the entire world. It literally is awesome. They are um, independently owned. And they have all of their own products. And I'm almost positive it's the same, that it's owned by the same corporation as Aldi. That's a little bit more popular. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got that. Yeah. Yeah. So they have all of the things and they do everything right with, uh, you know, less chemicals and less processed foods. And I just love it so much. Fantastic. So, yep. So that's where you get it from. Tell us a little bit more about the coffee you're actually drinking. Then. I love it because it's strong. And it has a smooth flavor and it is a perfect summertime coffee. Great. And it's fast because I can grab it right from my fridge. Ready to go. (laughs) 
So, we, you know, listeners, you, you know that I have this mixed feelings on cold brew coffee, iced coffee and hot coffee. And interesting, the guy I was interviewing yesterday is in San Diego and he drinks hot coffee. And even though it's really warm there, uh, he drinks hot coffee. What, what kind of temperature is it in Chicago at the moment as we record this? I mean, we're, what, you know, second week in June. What kind of temperature is Chicago at the moment? Chicago is a funny, it's seriously a funny city. So we have anywhere from 60 to 90 in the last couple of weeks, it fluctuates so wow. much. Sounds Lots just like the UK. We're the same. Yeah, we're the same. No humidity, but we, you know, yeah, one day we're, we're down at 65 and then yesterday and today we're, we're up in the mid 80s. So, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? One day it can be one thing and one day another. Make sure to have that sweatshirt handy. Yeah, definitely. So what, what's your favorite coffees? Is that your favorite coffee? Or if you're going somewhere special, is there something different that you would drink? So my absolute favorite coffee is uh, Cafe Misto from Starbucks with soy milk. And I don't drink them that often because it does have sugar. And of course, sugar is not the best for you. So it's a treat. Mm, yeah, well, you're, you're with me on the Starbucks because Starbucks, you know, as the listeners know, that's my favorite go-to place. Uh, for coffee. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm great with you on that. So thinking about your own own business, and I should imagine it's been a difficult time for, for salons in many, many countries because of the lockdowns and the way that business has changed. So, and you said you, you know, you're a coach as well. How long have you been coaching? So I just started coaching this year. Okay. Um, so that's a newer part of my, my venture, my business venture. Right. Um, I actually went through coaching and the company that I work for, I coached with them for three years and they completely transformed my life and my business. So I had to coach for them because I wanted to do the same for others. And that's a great reason why I think most of us become coaches, but so many actually don't have that fire in their belly for, to help other people. So yeah, congratulations to you for that. So which, which business do you want to tell us about? What's been the most significant uh, thing that you've worked on that's been a development for you uh, in your business? Which business do you want to choose or is it something across all the businesses? Tell a little bit about what you've been working on. I think, you know, my salon has been my very first business that I've opened and the other two parts have kind of evolved from the work that I've put into that area. So when it comes to my salon, I think we should definitely start there because there's a lot okay. to talk about and there's lots Great. of transformation and change, which has allowed me to kind of go into the other things successfully. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, get us started on that. What's been the, the big thing that you've transformed in that business? I'm always intrigued when people say that word transformation. It's such an intriguing word. Tell us more about that. So when it comes to my salon, I opened it with pretty much an idea of how I wanted my business to run. But when it actually came down to actually understanding what it takes to actually have a business where you manage people, um, I think the biggest transformation has been my mindset around what I'm doing and bringing emotional intelligence into that business. So when I first opened, I was a manager And there is a huge difference between managing people and leading people and managing people is a struggle Mm. because it's hard to forcefully get people to do the things that you want. Yeah. 
So through coaching, I've transformed my mindset and my reactivity and incorporated emotional intelligence into my business. So now I'm able to lead my team instead of managing them, which is a much better, better situation. Yeah, definitely. I think it's Vern Harnish talks in his book, Scaling Up about you know what what is a manager and what is a leader and he gives us two phrases you know one deals with change and one deals with the same and when you ask people you know which one deals with which they often leaders say you know people say leaders deal with change and managers deal with the same and actually it's the opposite way around because you just say managers have a hard job of getting the things implemented and getting people to change to do the things that the way that they've got to do it the leader's job is to create a vision so that everybody feels the same about it and everybody gets behind it. So you, you've mentioned it a couple of times, emotional intelligence. For listeners, you know, they might be thinking, okay, you've said that two or three times now. What do you mean by that? So tell us a little bit about what inter- emotional intelligence means to you and how you've worked with it. So most people go through their lives pretty much on autopilot and they essentially let their reactive system drive everything that they do. And until you really understand what the reactive system is and how reactivity can completely destroy everything that you do because you're not identifying it, um, it can just, it can definitely ruin your business. So when you are able to identify your reactivity and there is three main reactive systems that you could actually have, it's either fight, flight, or fright. Mm-hmm. And when you know when those things are coming up and you can identify them in yourselves, it allows you to take a moment to pause and really let consciousness come through. And it allows you to make a better decision for everything that you do, personal and business, and create a result that will bring more fulfillment for you and others. How have your team coped with the word emotional? Because and I know for many businesses, as soon as you start bringing emotions into business, they say, oh, no, we'll leave that for the, for the life coaches. We leave that for the, you know, the woolly, fluffy stuff outside of business. That's, that's not for our business. You know, I've just been delivering a course today for some manufacturing uh, and some engineering businesses. And it was a real struggle getting them to realize that you know, they have to emotionally connect to their business plans. How's it been for you introducing that word emotion into the business? Because I imagine the salon might be a little bit easy with that, perhaps, or tell us something different. So when it comes to emotions, first of all, everyone has them. Mm. And I think the one thing about emotional intelligence is actually the ability to control one's emotions to create an outcome that you desire. And when it comes to actually creating desire in your staff members, there has to be some sort of emotion involved because there is no, if there's no emotion behind it, then there's no desire. And then there's no way people to do the things that you want. So emotion is a huge part of creating a business and a profitable business, I think. Mm, Definitely. So You've gone through this transformation. What difference has it made then? What's, what has been the, you know, you mentioned the word outcomes. What have been the results and the outcomes? Uh, and any unexpected ones? I'm always interested in unexpected ones. So, well, unexpected is with the shift of the way I lead my team. When I first opened my salon, I was not profitable at all. And by just changing the way I 
actually did things on a daily basis and small steps. Everything is small steps that leads to a bigger picture. Um, I actually turned my business into a profitable business. So that is one outcome that I was not expecting. I mean, Mm. not in the way that I thought. Um, And then of course, I have a completely different team. So the environment is different. The way my staff treats each other is completely different. It's it's not toxic. There's no gossip. Um, People actually want to step up and help. It's not like pulling teeth. It, it really is a completely different yeah. outcome from when I first opened. And you've mentioned an interesting word there, gossip. Uh, yeah. And you know, I've got a couple of clients I'm working at the moment, which that is, as you say, it can be so destructive, so toxic, can't it? How did you encourage people not to have gossip? Because you want people to talk. You want people to find business to be fun, don't you? You want them to come to work and be able to chat and be open. But where is the line to be drawn in gossip? And just tell the listeners a little bit, perhaps, of of how you help them with that. Because I know a lot of the listeners will be struggling with that. So first, I want to start off that gossip is a form of reactivity. So again, Mm -hmm. it goes back to understanding your reactive system. And Gossip comes from either a place of keeping yourself safe because you feel threatened or it comes from a place of feeling unworthy and wanting to feel better about yourself. Okay. So when you can understand and identify that when somebody is gossiping, it's coming from a place of either feeling threatened or feeling bad about themselves. It allows you to look at them in a much more empathetic way. Yeah. Also with gossip, that is a way that humans unfortunately connect on a very rapid basis. Sure. So when people can both dislike something, it creates a false sense of um, connection and it allows people to become friends in a very negative way because they can both disagree on something. And there's a proper word for it. And I can't remember the proper yeah. word. It's always so easy, isn't it, to find common ground that's negative. It's always much harder to find common ground that's positive, but very easy for common ground that's negative. Yeah, so I can see that. Yeah, it's almost like you both feel the same pain. And (laughs) when you both feel that same pain, it allows you to connect in a deeper, unhealthy way. Yeah. Yeah. I I can see that. And I can see that in businesses that I'm working with as well. And they go, this person's just like me. I love them. Yeah, they've got the same problems I've got. So, yeah. So anything else in the other aspects of the business thing? You mentioned that the training and obviously the coaching. What's been something that you've worked on that you'd like to share? Perhaps a, you know, a, a story, again, of transformation. Tell us a little bit more about the other businesses and what you've been working on in those. So as far as the education platform, um, one of the ways that I actually transformed my own business was through um, doing hair extensions. And as most hairstylists live in a poverty consciousness where Mm -hmm. they're continually discounting, they're not charging their worth. um, So they, a lot of them struggle. And if you look at the average salary for you, you know, hairstylists in your area, I mean, sometimes it's anywhere from $27,000 a year, $30,000 a year. Yeah. And in some areas, it's even smaller than that. So for me, when I, after I had my children, I needed something that was going to be less draining 
for me, I was trying to get 16 to 18 clients in a day, double booking, triple booking. So I had no energy left for my family when I went home because Mm. doing hair is not just physically exhausting. It's also mentally draining because you're giving all of your time and ear and everything to your clients. So I knew I need, I needed to make a transformation. So I was like, what can I really specialize in that will allow me to generate a living wage and income and revenue so I can cut my hours down, cut my days down and cut my clients down, but still make enough money. So I specialize in extensions and I completely transformed my business. I ended up cutting my client list in half and I ended up generating $20,000 more in the very yeah. first year that I started specializing in extensions. Wow. So through that transformation, I really wanted to help other stylists find their voice and really help them transform their own businesses. And that's when I decided to share my knowledge and yeah. we do marketing and we have our own method and we do social media training because it all goes hand in hand. Right. So it's, it seems to me a bit like a Russian doll. You know, you've, you've got your, your niche in uh, the, the, the salon that you've got, and then you found, a, you know, to use your mechanism, a niche you know, within a niche. And now you've got another niche because you're giving social media training things that people really need to help them be the great people that they need to be. Yeah. Great. And how has that moved to training people being for you? Because that's, you know, uh, I want to say just one thing, because as you were talking there, I think we all have to take our, uh, uh, our hats off to two, two industries. I think, you know, people who cut hair salons, especially because you are on your feet. And as you say, you are the people who have to listen. Everybody unloads their burdens. And, you know, we know that as coaches, that is tiring, isn't it? You know, it's exhausting sometimes just listening to people's problems and, you know, even listening to it is exhausting. And of course, you know, the other industry is bartenders, you know, people that, you know, stand behind the bar for hours and hours and hours listening to people pull out their hearts, you know, definitely, you know, those two for me, are, you know, we want to just recognize and celebrate, you know, both of those industries. But how has is, how is that shift been from you from being somebody who's doing to somebody who's training? What's that meant for you? So I've always loved education because, um, education is completely, it's completely changed my life with being a hairstylist. Um, Mm -hmm. when I first started doing hair, I was horrible. I was absolutely horrible. And I made a decision that I was either going to quit doing hair and I was going to just give up altogether. This was when I first started, or I was really going to take my career seriously. And I think it's really hard for a lot of hairstylists to invest in themselves and in their career because they don't want to spend the money or they don't want to take the time. But um, I decided to um, take out a credit card because I was at my salon that I worked at. This was before I owned a salon. I was working at a commission salon and in this salon, everyone had numbers to identify who they were. So all the girls were in the back room and they were talking really negatively about number 49 and how bad this hair looked and they had to fix this person's hair. And I was number 49. Oh no. So they were gossiping about you. They were all talking about me in front of me. So I was like, okay, I need to make changes. So I took out a credit card. I don't recommend this. I maxed it out. I took every single hair class I could in one year. (laughs) 
And I went to Vidal Sassoon. I went to Aveda. I went to the Wella Institute. I literally took every single class I could. And I really yeah. invested in myself and invested in my craft. And again, that was another big transformation point for me because that year I ended up doubling my income from that. So yeah. I see the power in education. And when it comes to education, it's all mindset. Because so many people yeah, like to true. make excuses so they don't have to do the work. Yeah. So that's why the coaching aspect really comes into play because mindset has to meet your will yeah. to make changes. Yeah. And it's amazing. I always remember going to see Tony Robbins, uh, as I've mentioned many times. And so dreamy. Nine and a half thousand people in a stadium. And he was very honest and said, you know, most of you are going to come up with some amazing things you're going to do with your life more than 90% of you are going to forget that by the time you've got your car out of the car park because all of your intentions will be just washed away by the busyness of life and the distractions and the fact that you have the intentions but you don't have the follow-through. Okay. Uh, and he said, you know, stop trying to think you've got to take 20 things or 100 things away. If you can just take one thing away and do something with it, then my job is done here. You know, you, you know, I've served you and you've took one thing away. But he said so many of you would not even walk out of this place with one thing. And it's such a shame, isn't it? Because as you've done, it's the implementation. And that is the mindset, isn't it? It's not the content that's the fault. It's the mindset and it's the implementation that's at fault. Yeah. So when you're dealing with the, the, the coaching side of it, do you, again, do you focus on, on, the, on the industry that you're in? Or do you work with other types of business Where's the coaching at the moment? So I work with a company called Destroy the Hairdresser, which sounds like a horrible company, but they're actually yeah. destroying the bad mindsets behind bad business. Okay. That hairstylists, there's, you know, lots of characteristics that hairstylists have that are all the same. And yeah. I work primarily with salon owners who want to transform their leadership and salon owners who want to transform their business. What a great title for a business. Destroy the hairdressers. It's the best. I know. Yeah. It's very, very catchy. That, that was quite risky, wasn't it? Because it could have gone either way, that title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if people, you know, before I get you to share a lesson or a tip with the listeners, if people want to connect with you, find out more about you, Patricia, your business, uh, all aspects of the business. And I love the fact that you've got these different aspects, but they're so joined up and they're so glued together between the doing of it the training on how to be great at what you do and then that implementation through the coaching where do people go to connect with you what can the, the listeners do to connect with you and and is there anything that they can find specifically that you can you can give them so if you would like to connect with me personally you can just visit my instagram and send me a direct message and that's opulent beauty salon and to check out the education that we offer or to send me a message via email, you can just visit gracehandtiedmethod.com. Cool. Give us that again. Gracehandtiedmethod.com. And is that all one, one word? Gracehandtiedmethod.com. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I know some people listening to this are going to be rushing to get a piece of paper and a pen. So just to give you time. Can you just spell that out for us? And I know this is a bit sort of... Uh, patronizing but you know that's that's a lot of letters in there it so is. can you just just spell it out to us so we can write it down letter by letter yeah so it's g-r-a-c-e-h-a-n-d 
T-I-E-D-M-E-T-H-O-D.com. Great. .com. Yes. Fantastic. Great. Uh, and the, the coaching side of it, would they find out more about the coaching from those two places as well? You know, would they connect with you on that way or do they have to go somewhere else for the coaching? So for that, um, you can just go to the Destroy the Hairdresser website and book a discovery call. Um, your first call is free and we can kind of dive in and digest some of the things going on within your business. And yeah. then you can decide if you want to work with me. Perfect. Great. So a few ways there. Instagram is your preferred social media channel to connect with them. Yeah, I feel like it's simple. Everything's all in one place and yeah. it's easy to find. Yeah, love it. Great. So thinking about a, a lesson, a tip, something that the listeners can take away. You've given us you know, so much knowledge about emotional intelligence, not being on autopilot, having that reactivity uh, and gossip as well. You know, such an important thing you share with us. But if you want to share a tip that somebody could do something with, what would that tip be? And the listeners obviously are entrepreneurs of, of all types of businesses, but you know, there probably are some, you know, sort of people in the beauty industry or the uh, hair industry. What, what would you say to anybody listening to this as a tip? Get a coach. There's nothing more Great valuable. Tip. I echo that. Echo right. that completely. It literally, um, you know, so many people are so afraid to make the financial investment in a coach or a private coach because it is more expensive because that person is pouring into you and that person has the knowledge you need yeah. in order to grow at a much more rapid rate than you would on your own. Sometimes you won't even hit your elevated points without a coach. Yeah. Um, so I always recommend getting a coach, invest in yourself because it will pay you back tenfold. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's like, a, it's a lifelong thing. I think everyone should have a coach all the time. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I remember going to a network meeting when I first became a coach back in 2009 and there were 10 other coaches there and they're all saying the same boring things about coaching. And, and I had got, I was the last one to stand and I hadn't got a clue what I was going to say, but I just want to sort of pick up on what you just said there, because what I said is coach is a bad word. Okay. Uh, because a coach, if you think about the vehicle of coach, you know, you think about greyhound coaches and things like that, they pick you up from where they want to pick you up. They take you a pre-designated you know, route to where you want to go, which isn't always the quickest way. And then they drop you off somewhere near to your destination. And I stood up and I said, I'm not that kind of coach. I'm the kind of coach that picks you up from exactly where you are now I take you the quickest way to where you want to go and I drop you off exactly where you want to be. So I'm more of a taxi than a coach. I love and, that. And, yeah, and I think from what you said there and the way you've done the training, it's really important listeners to do two things. One is to realize how much you're going to have to spend on your own education and how long it's going to take you to go there. So people like Patricia who have an expertise in a particular industry are going to get you to where you want to go from where you are now so, so much quicker, 10, 15 times quicker. And it's, it's not just a return on investment of money. It's a return on investment of time. You're going to save a decade of how long it would take you if you get the right person helping you with the business. And I know that. You know, I, I had a business plan where I had a construction company to semi-retire at 50, and I knocked eight years off that plan. I, I hit my target at the age of 42. So you can knock years and years and years off your progress by getting somebody like Patricia who really knows what they're doing. And particularly if, it, if they know what you're, 
you know, it, what they're doing in your industry as well. That's a big advantage. It's not essential, but it's certainly a, a huge advantage. Well, and I think that time is the only non-renewable resource and people sure. have flip-flopped. People think that money is when yeah. you can always make more money. You can always yeah. replace the money, yeah. um, but you can't replace time. So yeah. that's why working with a coach is so important because you really yeah. do save so much time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've had businesses where I've spent 10 years, made all the money and lost it all. You know, uh, and that's one of the lessons I share. You know, it's, it's people that, you know, have, have like you and I that have been through the mill. We've served our time, learn the lessons from other people. Don't make your own, you know, uh, mistakes. But yeah, yeah, I've got you know, all that money back, back and more. I've, I'll never get that time back. I'll never get that time back. I've wasted. Yeah, absolutely. So great tip. Of course, I echo that tip. But listeners, go out, connect with Patricia, find her on Instagram. Just give us a link for Instagram again. Uh, Opulent Beauty Salon. Okay, there you've got it. Um, and you know, the very long .com that you gave us as well. I've written it down, so I'll make sure that's in the sh- below the show notes as well. That'd awesome. be great. Let's go to the final question then, Patricia. And thank you very much for the time. So the final question, if you could have your next next coffee from, did you say it was Trader Joe's? Um, if I were going to have my next coffee, I would definitely go for the Starbucks with the sugar. Okay, so we're going for the Starbucks special coffee in a dream location. Where would that dream location be, Patricia? Oh, I would definitely want to drink my coffee on the beach in Hawaii, preferably okay. on the on Maui, that is the most magical place I've okay. ever been. Wow. Well, and I've got to ask, describe it a little bit more. What time of day is it? You know, is it uh, sunrise, sunset? You know, who's with you? Just give us a little bit more of a picture so we can immerse ourselves and take ourselves out. I've never been to Hawaii, so I want to better take myself right there. Yeah. So it would be on one of their black sand beaches. It mm. would be early morning and I would be alone to have some time to just collect my thoughts and to be present for the day. And the waves would be crashing and you could hear the wind blowing and it would be just the perfect temperature. I would say around maybe 80 degrees. And maybe I would accompany that with a great breakfast of fresh fruit because they have the most magical tasting fruit (laughs) on that island. Oh, yeah. And you've used the word magical and it sounds magical. So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're all desperate to get to places like that at the moment, aren't we? As we want to travel around the world and fingers crossed, as we record this, some of us will be able to do that very soon. Well, Patricia, thank you very much for your time. You've given us some great nuggets to take away there. Listeners, go out, connect, find out what Patricia's all about. Find out all different aspects of the building. Certainly I need to connect you to Jess uh, and I'll connect you to her for the training side of things because that's something that she's definitely, she's realized exactly as you do, that hairdressing is a poverty industry if you just say, stay doing hair. You know, if you're forever cutting and coloring, you know, uh, and for most of us, we we see the celebrity uh, sort of hairdressers, don't we? And we think, oh, this must be all glamour and all riches and it certainly isn't. So you've got to find that, that specialism. I'm glad you found it through extensions. Listeners, you you probably noticed from any of my photos, but yeah, I'm not somebody who has anything that you can attach an extension to. Um, but yeah, I know yeah, it, it makes such a difference to people's lives uh, as well. And yeah, I've had somebody who's recently recovered from some cancer treatment and yeah. they were such a difference 
to to her during that. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible. The confidence it gave her was was amazing. So and, uh, and yeah. that's another reason why I love it so much because you really do change women's lives because there's so much um, there's so much confidence built around hair and yeah. it really does um, impact the way that women feel about themselves. So yeah. I love that aspect as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, men too. You know, sometimes men need yeah. to do something to up their game a little bit or change their appearance. So yeah, um, let's, uh, let's, let's not uh, forget the men in there as well. If, if Elton John can have air implants and Wayne Rooney over here in the footballer can do it, then uh, yeah, I don't see any reason why extensions uh, won't do the same. Thank you very much for giving your time. Thank you for you know, joining us all the way from Chicago for this. And uh, yeah, your time, as you say, is always appreciated. But most importantly, you've given us some amazing information. So thank you very much for, for doing that. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I loved every single minute today. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help you be more aware, better educated. And I mean, we've done that. You know, we've had some great awareness about emotional intelligence, uh, not being on autopilot and being more reactive. And yeah, you know, education of, of how we can turn a, a struggling salon into profits just by making those changes and getting rid of that toxicity of gossip. I think if any of you listening to this do anything from this, do something with the gossip because it will um, be toxic in your business, definitely. And, and thanks for sharing that great tip. Go out there, find somebody who can help you get to where you want to go so much quicker than doing it yourself. Absolutely. And if you're in the, you know, the salon industry, reach out to Patricia and I know uh, she'll love to work with you and destroy the hairdresser. What a great title. Uh, thanks very much, listeners. Thanks, Patricia, for joining us. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Bye.